yo 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 what is up y'all this is kareem here again today with another episode of let's talk music i wish i had like um some hands that could like clap you know a little button like djs usually have it i need to get that don't i <laughs> but y'all so so happy to have you all here if you tuned into this episode i want you to know right now that this right here is a this is a, this is a very very special one um i know i say that about like every episode and, and that's because they're all special in their own unique right but this one right here is definitely the special of the special and i'll tell you why but before i do i just want to give some announcements i still have the release readiness quiz in my bio if you have some new music that is coming out soon and you feel yourself starting to get overwhelmed or not sure where to start with you know what you may need and what you need to do well go ahead take this quiz the link for it is in my bio the quiz is going to help you be far more aware of where you stand as far as your release goes so if there's anything that you're missing you're forgetting about nobody told you that should be a part of your rollout strategy you're probably you're definitely going to find it inside of this quiz and i'm going to tell you why 95 percent of people who take this quiz end up finding something wrong so with that being said go take the quiz click the link in my bio on instagram even if you have new music out and maybe you just want to see if you were actually prepared for that song go take the quiz keep the song in mind and take the quiz so that's it for my announcements i really don't have anything else to say but in this episode of Let's Talk Music, the guest that I have up here is a gentleman named Ace Patterson, also known as Ace Legit, or call me Ace Legit, right, on Instagram. And this man is very unique. He's very unique. I'm going to tell you why. This is a married man who still goes to his nine to five job, college educated, right, works phenomenal, has worked and still works very phenomenal jobs all right does very great for himself by by all standards okay but he also makes music right and he does his process very well he plays his role extremely well so it only made sense to bring him up here this guy is literally full of accolades he gets recognition in ways you know are not unreachable but it just comes in such rapid succession for this man he's just got the gift of gab when it comes to being an artist while still managing you know his his personal life and i would consider this man to be very successful and he's only going to get more successful so i want to have him tell his story i don't want to continue to brag about him too much i'm gonna leave that to him uh he is a very amazing story a very amazing philosophy and outlook on the business and just living that double life of being in a, a regular citizen um right who still has a job has to go to work and pay their bills and stuff like that but being this artist almost like a like a like a clark kent and a um superman type situation <laughs> you know like it's it's very unique so without further ado here's ace 
Hope you have your pen and pad ready because his man is going to drop a lot of gems. What's good, y'all? Call me Ace uh, from Bridgeport, Connecticut. Family's from Jamaica. Uh, I was born in Bridgeport, Connecticut. I'll say it twice. I'll keep saying it. Uh, yes, sir. I lived in, um, <laughs> I lived in uh, New York for about seven years. Um, and then I came out to um, the Bay Area. I'm in the uh, Oakland right now. Uh, I came out here for business school <clears throat> at UC Berkeley Haas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on one hand, it, my career went into a two-pronged approach. So on the one hand, I've been in the corporate world, did consulting, working tech, still working in tech now. And then on the other side, I'm an independent hip-hop artist and been growing my lane uh, from that perspective as well. So yeah. do those two things. I'm also a marketer, public speaker, you know what I mean? Designer, actor. All that fun stuff. So. Yeah. And I can relate because back when back in my undergrad, you know, like I still had like a passion for music too. So I know that I know what it's like having to balance your studies, but then you also have this other burning desire inside of you. And like it's just, it was wild for me. Like I used to be like recording in my room, bouncing around in my dorm room, like envisioning myself on stage uh-huh. in front of a bunch of yep. people. But like I'm yep. like I'm like 10 minutes, it's like 10 minutes till I'm late to class. Like <laughs> <laughs> not nah, facts, facts. Yeah, that, that same approach, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I remember, you know, pre pre-pandemic. You know, I'd be walking to a meeting or I'll be going, you know, in between buses and the office or whatever mm-hmm. and just writing my lyrics in transit. I mean, it really started when I was a consultant, you know, and I have to fly to go to the um, client site or, yeah. you know, I'd have to stay in hotels. And so, you know, 11 p.m. to 12 a.m. is really the only time I have to myself or, yeah. you know, I'd be on trains or whatever and like finding those little pockets at the time. I had right. the luxury of just having a studio right next to me. I can't be a studio rat. I mean, now my studio is in my closet, but even right. still, it's not like I'm just in my closet all day. Like, yeah, you know I mean, so like just finding those times wherever you could fit it to write those yeah. lyrics down, be in his own and juggle. I mean, exactly like you said, that's what you got to do if you, you know, you got most passionate about it. Yeah. What inspired inspired you to get into music? Where where did that start? Um, I grew up with stories of my mom talking about how she used to um freestyle and uh mm-hmm. battle people when she was in Jamaica and um you know as a female especially you know she turned her heads people be like what that's crazy or fun songs was crazy and stuff and so yeah. you know she <clears throat> she raised uh me my little brother my older sister to kind of have that creative mindset that's one of those things even though we ain't had you know, the finances or anything like that. We grew up, you know, in the inner cities. Uh, she was always passionate and encouraging us in the creative arts. And so my first thing was literally drawing. I still draw mm-hmm. to this day, like mm-hmm. my artwork. I've done all those from my albums. Um, and she would be like, uh, uh, what, what are those characters doing? You know, and so then mm-hmm. it became like, all right, well, let me write a story to those characters. Okay, so she was always pushing story. you further. He was always pushing me further. It was like, all right, well, like act those characters out, like show me Mm. what they're doing, you know? And so that went into acting and then, you know, writing, uh, being able to start rhyming the words, you know, shout out to Dr. Seuss to start rhyming the words that I was writing for the story started going into poetry and then poetry wasn't cool in middle school. So I had to, you know, throw some music underneath it. And it just gradually became that way where, you know, the creative visual performing arts, it was just all, that's all I knew. That's all I thought I was going to be, you know? yeah no that's that's a great that's great i like honestly like most people their stories about how they came into music it was always like you know i seen people doing it growing up and 
stuff like that but like yours is that like that path of evolution from one step to the next that snowball effect leading up to just saying okay like this making music this is what i want to do like that's that's wild i think that's pretty cool yeah she pushed you in the right direction yeah and i I just want to you saying something actually just made me realize that like it was survival (laughs) you know what i mean like it was it, it it was less it was less yo i'm just doing this because it's fun yes i enjoy it you know my sister is a dope singer my brother is a dope dancer we wasn't like we weren't like the wayne brothers though you know what i mean like it wasn't like we were like in movies and stuff people noticing our talents and stuff we did what we could in the areas where we could but it was really like that was like for us to be able to express ourselves in these ways helped us get through a lot of the trials and tribulations that we was experiencing, whether it was hungry nights or, you know, oh, this is the seventh time that we're moving, you know, like all these kind of things where it's just yeah, like, you know, to be able to uh, crack jokes instead of crying, uh, to be able to draw out your emotions instead of like punching a wall, you know what I mean? It was just like, that was what we were doing and being able to capture you know, just the essence of how we were feeling and the things that we were going through. It was a survival tactic, to be honest with you. I'm thankful that it is the way that it is now. And I can use it not just to cope, but also to inspire and encourage and push other people forward. But I still, you you know what I mean? Like whether I, I, if I lose someone, if I'm thinking about, you know, trials in my family to this day and I got to throw it in music, like it's still something for me as well. You know what I mean? Like, it's like a journal entry sometimes, you know, most times, yeah. let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yo, it's crazy how you just broke everything down because with a lot of the artists that I work with, when I get into the whole personal branding thing with them, I give them the scenario, like, you know, like, let's say like I'm Mr. Moneybags and, you know, you're in a room full of nine other artists and, you know, me yeah. being Mr. Moneybags, I'm looking to invest in an artist, but I need to have a very compelling reason why I'm, I would give you the money versus the other the other person next to you and that seems to be a point where a lot of people struggle with understanding what their value proposition is and what you just explained was so moving <laughs> like mm. that that would have got you that money from Mr. money bags for sure <laughs> so i say that i say that this is to basically move into your personal brand like because what you just gave yeah. us was pretty awesome but i want to talk more about it who exactly is ace legit yeah 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 nah so you know on the one hand i'm ace patterson um corporate worker uh, business school graduate and all that stuff. Yeah. And I'm calling billboard charting independent hip hop artists, booking shows and growing fan base. And that through line uh, is that they're both the same people, obviously. Right, right, <laughs> but right. more importantly, just showing that, um, you know, who's, who's to put a barrier on what's possible in your life, mm-hmm. you know, from somebody to come from, you know, a homeless shelter to be able to work at the companies I'm at right now, touch surfaces where I've been to, you know what I mean? Being able to explore and see over 50 countries between me and my wife and and being able to to reach people across the globe with, with my voice and with my thoughts, yeah. you know, one, no one told me that was even possible. Mm-hmm. The fact that it's happening is just by virtue of believing in the in the calling that I have in my life and understanding that this life and this gift is more than just to satisfy me 
but to actually give and to be a blessing and to serve and to, like I said earlier, uplift, encourage, and inspire other people. And so whether it's Ace Patterson, call me Ace, my purpose is to really show people how to live a rich life and not just a life full of riches. And my mm -hmm. goal is to create more access and opportunities for folks that especially are coming from disenfranchised communities where they don't have necessarily those same kind of opportunities and be a conduit towards those so that, you know, if I'm winning, they're winning. If they're winning, I'm winning. We're all winning. God, that's mad inspiring, bro. That's mad Thank inspiring you. for sure, man. Um, I, I know you said your family was supportive, but like when you told your friends that you wanted to pursue music, were they supportive too? Or did they kind of um, just take it as a joke? Because I know that a lot when you say that you want to be an artist, you know, it's the field that's so saturated right now. If you say you want to make music, you know, mm -hmm. most people don't really take you serious. Yeah. So my shout outs to Gary, because he is my, my, my homie, homie, homie. This is fan. basically like my brother. We grew up since what, 13 up till now, you know what I mean? So he, mm -hmm. he knew me when I was first rapping up till, you know, I stopped rapping once I graduated from Columbia, took some time off, went to, oh, I thought I was like done, done forever. Mm -hmm. I went to business school. I'm studying abroad speaking Spanish, seeing the globe, all this stuff. I come back and the winter break right before my last semester, I had a conversation with him and he encouraged me to actually get back into music. Mm -hmm. I gave him every excuse in the world as to why I shouldn't be a rapper. Everything from like, I'm not chasing money. I ain't chasing girls. I'm about to have a real job with 401k and healthcare. And I'm about to make more money than rappers normally. You know what I mean? Just having a job, like what am I doing this for kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And for him to be like, it's actually the story that you have, it's unique. And it's it's a reason to to bring it into what is otherwise an oversaturated industry where 95% of the people are saying the same stuff. And so having that conversation with him was actually my way to get back in. Now, it, it, the reason for why I wanted to get into it, I was like, well, if I have a gift, like he told me, I have to give it. So mm -hmm. I wasn't too concerned about okay, it's oversaturated, you know, or, or where am I going to fit in kind of thing. I already did my 10,000 plus hours as a kid. So I knew I knew how to rhyme. For me, it was about who, who needs this, right? Who, who am I doing? Like it, cause mm -hmm. it's not, it's not for me anymore to be honest, right? Like my, me yeah. getting back in, it was literally like, oh, well, if it's a gift to give other people, who are those people that I need to give this to? Mm -hmm. So then it became a marketing project if you really think about it because it's like well who's that target audience right so i was less concerned about oh is there room for me i'm like there must be <laughs> if 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 this is if this is for somebody then there must even if it's just one person cream even if it's just one person then that's the audience so i need to go find that person mm -hmm. and that was the 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 journey from the beginning and so you know one person turned to two two turned to four and you know, here we are now, we still growing. Yeah. So coming from that corporate background, moving into committing to being an artist now and giving that gift or trying to seek out who deserves, not deserves, but who should benefit from that, the gift that, you know, you were blessed with. How have you been able to build such a strong and supportive fan base? Yeah. Um, so, and it's wild too, because <laughs> right when I was like, I bet I'm gonna do this. Like I, I caught the bug again. I started writing music. I'm seeing the impact, et cetera. I, I was also simultaneously starting my career 
post-business school as a consultant where I'm working 80, 90 hours a week and, you know, who got time to do anything other than work? And here I am, you know, working on my first project, setting up a show in Oakland and all this kind of stuff. And so, you know, it, it largely started with um, just leveraging the brand that I had as a human being. Right. Um, you know, Ace Patterson, you might not know me as Call Me Ace, uh, you know, shout outs to Gary too, because I was like, yo, I don't even got a rap name. He was like, well, what does your Instagram say? It said, call me Ace. He was like, boom, that's your rap name. Don't even overthink it. I was like, dang. <laughs> I was like, this sound goofy. He was like, well, well, you know, you just live with it. Like force people to feel like it's normal. Right. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of like, that was the approach. And so it was like, I bet, well, no one's out here calling me, call me Ace. They, you know, just Ace Patterson. So that was all I had. But that was still something really looking around and saying, okay, well, what resources do I have that I can pour into this new brand that I'm developing? And what I found the most valuable for me, and it it permeates through everything that I do, whether it's my music or, you know, conversations like this, is like what you said earlier at the beginning. I'm just being myself, yo. (laughs) Like, I just got to, the the best, I'm not the gimmick person. You know what I mean? I'm not the gimmick person. Mm-hmm. I'm not the follow unfollow person. I'm not the oh uh, let me let me bait and switch you person. Like I'm just straight up me, and 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 that's that's how it started. And so it was really like yo, do you, if you rock with me, uh, let's see if you you know rock with music. Now that that's a naive assumption, but that's all I had at the time, right? You got to literally yeah. start where you are. Mm-hmm. And so there are some people that um, you know I worked with in consulting. Matter of fact, dead serious. About three minutes ago, somebody texted me saying um, uh, Spotify sent them their only you uh, message, like mm-hmm. the only you would do this or, you know, such and such. And so he sent this to me. It said playing airplane mode by call me ace in the morning is pretty much the most you thing ever. You know, Spotify sent that to him. Shout out to Chris. We work together at, at uh, Deloitte Consulting. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And And he was one of those people that only knew me initially as Ace Patterson, I'm your coworker. And then uh, by virtue of me going on this journey, you know, he also came with me on this journey. So now it's not just, yo, I know Ace Patterson, but it's like, oh, I rock with Call Me Ace too. I I actually like the music. Now, not everybody that's friends and family is gonna go on that same journey with you. Some people, I kind of like you as, you know, only Ace. (laughs) I I ain't rocking with the Call Me Maybe they don't like hip hop. Maybe they just don't like the fact that you're doing that or for whatever reason, right? But that's Um, okay. Right. But you but you start with where you can start. And so shout outs to, you know, people like Chris that was there from the beginning, like before I even really understood who Call Me Ace was, how I want to rap and all this kind of stuff, but stuck with that journey and were some of the initial advocates of the brand just by virtue of, yo, I like Ace. So mess with his music, right? And so then it goes from, I bet it's it's your friends and, and your loved ones in the close circles. Those are the ones that's galvanizing you. But then, right, when you when you go out more, when you do shows and you ask those friends, hey, bring somebody else, right? That may or may not know Call Me Ace just yet. So now you're starting to branch out and you're being exposed to other people that, you know, they know you through another person. All right, cool. Then next time, you know, you re-up, you flip, those people, if you really like the show, if you like, you know, the new album, whatever, bring somebody else that you know, right? And so you slowly start. I remember the first, the airplane mode um, uh, uh, pre-release party that I had. Mm-hmm. That was the first time in like two years of me doing what I was doing. That was the first time that someone showed up to the show 
and was not a friend of a friend of a friend of somebody's. Oh, that's, it, it was that's like, dope. That it was, was like big, right? It was like, that's big. I've been following you, your music. I like yeah. it. This was the first opportunity that I've had to come to a show of yours and just came by themselves. And like, I'm not sure if there was a few more other folks out there, but that was at least, he was the one that just approached me and to say that out of excitement, you know? And so that blew me away. Cause I'm like, yo, there's some people I but really don't know right now. There. You're, you're touching people. Yeah. You're touching right? people. Right. And so, yeah. so you re up. <laughs> so that's, that's again. all that's, that's the whole journey. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's that's how the growth happens. Sorry uh, if that was a little long, but I felt like no, I should bring no, it no, 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 no. That was, that was perfect. The more gems that you can give the better, because you know, this is this, this, the whole purpose of us doing what we're doing right now is to get artists to see that, you know, it's not as hard as they think it is. I think there's a lot of overthinking that goes on in this process when really, like you said, all you have to do is be you. Just be you. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Don't get and caught you, up you know, in, in all the noise. Yeah. And I, why is, why, why do we feel like we have to overthink it? You know, I, 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 I think, know. you know, I, it could be pontificating with you. So, you know, bear with yeah. me. No, but I feel like <laughs> I know with me, I usually fall into the overthinking bag when I want it to be perfect. When I believe that this thing is, has to get me to this quote unquote level, whatever I imagine level to mean in that certain mm -hmm. moment in time. And instead of just appreciating the fact that like, yo, once you put something out, yes, there'll be a moment, prepare for that moment, deliver that moment. But the work is never done even after you put that moment out there is no perfection there is no fast way to get there you have to put in that time you have to put in that now when things come when you do get those spikes being prepared to handle that spike so that it can you know journey towards the where you have to go next mm -hmm. that's of course important because the last thing that you want and you only know this in hindsight is you don't want a meteoric rise and you're not prepared for it because then you're going to have well, an equally meteoric fall yeah, right so right and so you rationally you want you'd rather a slow incline you rationally you'd rather that because you can prepare best for those kind of things you can prepare for a step by step up than just like being shot up in the air like a like a missile you know mm -hmm. but as an artist as you know someone that wants things now that sense of urgency yeah. i feel like yo i gotta get it right i gotta get it right like oh my god what if i do i have enough posts do i have this da, 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 da? oh what if they don't like and it's like yo it really isn't that you're doing, at that point you're doing too much you're doing way too much yeah exactly. you're doing too much and and just to add on to that i think social media doesn't help you know like the age of technology that we live in where there's just a lot of instant gratification yeah. it doesn't help and you know you have a lot of up-and-coming artists out here imitating or at least attempting to imitate artists that are very further along in their careers and you know the way that I like to frame this is, you know, let's say that those artists are at a level 10 and somebody starting out now is at a level one, you know, you can't be a level one trying to imitate a level 10 because that level 10 had to hit level two. They had to hit level three. Exactly. They had to hit level four, maybe go back to level two. Cause something in life happened. Yeah, facts. You know what I'm saying? Facts. They had to go yeah, backwards yeah, yeah. a couple levels and still, still have the, the drive to continue to working their way up to level 10. So you can't be a yes. level one trying to imitate the behavior of a level 10 because that level 10 is put in the work. Exactly. You know? So 
Yeah. So is, is there anything actively now that you're working on? Like, I know you just wrapped up your whole partnership with uh, Ford. Um, and that yeah. was pretty dope, by the way. I watched that clip. That was pretty hey, awesome, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. No, that was a that was a fun um, shout out to everybody at Insider Studios at Ford uh, Passion Point Rebel Studios. Yeah, that, Rebel Road Studios. That, that was a fun time. Um, Right now, I am doing a few things. One of them, I'm I'm uh, finishing up this book, mm-hmm. um, how to get verified on IG with under five thousand followers. Um, excited for that. Uh, definitely keep you posted uh, when I drop that. Um, how was the progress am, on that? How far along are you with that? It's done. It's done. <laughs> it's done. I got. I got to drop it. <laughs> that's where the, that's where the, you know, the artist is done and now the business guy got to step in, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, nah, um, goal is for July. So I'm excited for that. Also have a, a new music video that I also plan on dropping within the next one or two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm revamping my, my newsletter. Shout outs to you actually, cause our conversation, oh, yeah, we did talk about this. Right. Yeah. Right. It was like, yo, I got to dust off, you know, this newsletter. So, um, you know, for those that don't know, uh, every week I was providing a, a newsletter um, and I called it Sunday Syllabus. And it was more or less just like a weekly update on like Call Me Ace events and press. And surprisingly, there was something every single week. There was like two or three things, like just a lot of press, a lot of, you know, God is merciful, you know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, after our conversation and just really tapping in, and, you know, just to be honest with the folks here, right? So we talked and I was just like, yo, like I'm doing all these things and uh, I'm getting these conversations from some like big folks in, in the media space where they're like, if only you had, you know, 50,000 followers or something, then we would, mm-hmm. we would talk about you. <laughs> Despite the fact that a lot of other people are talking about me and everything is, you know, verified and all this kind of stuff. And yet it's still like a vanity metric thing right so i was just like yo cream am am i tripping like it because if you told me i respect you as a human being i respect your credentials i respect what you've done uh i respect the perspective and and the place that you you have in the industry if you just told me straight up right now like yeah fam like just get fifty thousand uh followers and you know whatever whatever then bet that's what i'm gonna focus focus. on you know what i mean like on i'm gonna just run a bunch of marketing promo all this stuff because i understand how it works i ain't gonna buy fake followers like half these people but i but i know what to do to naturally grow but what I respected was you was like, nah, bro, like you, you have it, you have the value, just keep sharing the value. The and, and he was like, do you have a newsletter? It was like, yeah. And it was like, well then keep growing that newsletter. And so it really, that conversation was so pivotal for me. Um, and, and really changed the way that I was going about, uh, just essentially sharing the value where it's less about like, yo, this is all the stuff that like call me is getting involved in that'll keep happening in some different medium but instead it's so there's this other book that i plan on dropping Mm -hmm. um but but that's going to be a bigger book um but it's really about how i juggle both uh my music and my art and my job and instead of just having that focus on the book i'm like well why don't i just have that be the newsletter because i think actually one of the other things that you said was like if you have a newsletter and you have a book coming out then you can just use the newsletter as a way to like gain interest you know around the book exactly so i've I've rebranded the newsletter to go from um sunday syllabus to work art balance which is the name of the book that i have coming out and it's just gonna be you know a completely new ecosystem where i'm just sharing 
you know, the tips on a weekly basis while also preparing for the book to drop and um, just grow from that standpoint. So, yeah. you know, workartbalance.com, that's where people can, you know, go up to subscribe and just be a part of the movement, this new chapter, you know yeah. what I mean? So and shout out to you. That's another thing that I got. Appreciate you, man. And it's, it's, it's pretty dope because there are a lot of artists out there that are still working nine to fives, you know, they're still punching in the clock, you know? So to be able to hear from someone who's just like them, you know what I mean? But, you know, just very hardworking. It's very inspirational to them. Like getting those emails are going to be very, very enlightening for them because you're there, you'll be their beacon of hope, you know? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's, that's very commendable. So, and all you have to do is just communicate that with them on a regular basis and they'll appreciate it. Now, what project would you consider your most significant? to this date i know you've done a lot of things i know you said like you know sometimes things just pop up you know, know. two th- two three things a week and it just happens i know, <laughs> I know your track record is probably lengthy i this i see your i see your epk and everything you have going on <laughs> but, like, I, I i got a i got a couple more interviews tomorrow i have one earlier before this one and though, god is god is full of grace man i, I will tell you i mean i I've been grieving, um, you know, earlier this month, just because of a lot of the stuff that's been taking place on my end. So, you know, it's, it's, it's powerful to see, you know, in the midst of the grieving, how God is still making moves, you know, and, and I'm just, as my dad would say, survival is the name of the game. And so I'm just doing what I got to do. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. To answer your question, though, um, Music, music project. We'll we'll simmer it down to music. Yeah, I yeah, feel like yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets real cut. Co- so <laughs> yeah, because you got a lot. We got a lot, you got some irons in the fire, man. Yeah, no, nah, I love. I I mean, gosh, I love. They're all my kids, right? I love them all. <laughs> I love all my projects, and every every single one of them got a specific meaning. I'm I'm gonna say out of office. I'm not gonna lie. I, Bro, I'm so, so glad you I brought love, that up. I'm so glad you brought I have that a, up. Yeah, I mean, I ha- I love them all, but honestly, man. From the feedback that I've been getting from this album in particular, um, I was just speaking to a to a A&R earlier today, and he said the same thing that basically everyone has said when they heard the album is that it sounds very cohesive. It sounds like one like story, and that's exactly what I wanted it to be. When I structured mm-hmm. out of office, I wanted to be able to tell a narrative, tell, do more storytelling, um, but in the form of an album where essentially it just tells the story of a protagonist that has a dream, but has a job. And, you know, you're just, it's just like one weekend, <laughs> you know, what, what all mm-hmm. can happen in a weekend with that artist. And then that artist has to go back into work and then just play, you know, the, the employee again, but there's so many other roles that that person has to play in just three days and really being able to go into the mindset of that person while, you know, dropping a whole bunch of bars and stuff. So, I love that one the most. And I feel like that has also helped me to just, you know, reach and do different things, check yeah. off new short-term goals, uh, just by virtue of dropping that album. So when did yeah, you that, officially announce that project? Dropped it February 5th. I announced it this January year? 1st. Yeah. 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 Oh, shoot. Yeah, yeah. I dropped it three, four months ago. Um, and announced it on January 1st. Um, <laughs> Work Like That was uh, the lead single and I uh, announced Work Like That on, uh, what do they call it? January, what is it? Resolution Day or whatever. You know, like when people make other resolutions or whatever. Oh, and basically yeah. like the whole the whole point of Work Like That is like, you know, 
this ain't just some <laughs> resolution day, you know, goal kind of thing. Like this is, this is a lifestyle, you know what I mean? This is a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You gotta like actually work like that, you know? So that's how we started off the year. And yeah, yeah the album's been, been doing great. People still hitting, hit me up about it. And um, that was actually the main song in that Ford commercial, so. Yeah, I think the concept is fire and I like how it really, the theme of the project really aligns with your overall personal brand too. You know, at least your origins being incorporated, but then also having the desire to make music, which is really fire. I seen you had a post up on Instagram where you said that they removed it from Spotify because they thought the growth was abnormal. Yeah. Tell me about that. That's crazy. Um, How'd you even realize? Like, did you like go and try and listen to it one day and it was just gone? I got (laughs) it. Yes. But that was after I got an email being like, hey, warning we think these names are fake so we're gonna remove them but um shout out yeah shout out to spotify shout out to um uh my folks at symphonic distribution um uh you know i appealed it and you know i i just provided you know all the receipts all the things that i've done and do and who am i and all this kind of stuff around what was my marketing strategy for this album? Where are these streams coming from? Showing, you know, all the playlists that it was attached to and all of the people that shared it, the views from the videos, all of my hyperlinks and all of my mm-hmm. marketing campaign. I gave them everything just to be like, this is what I got. <laughs> right. And, you know, they, 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 they appealed it. They brought it back on the platform. Um, and it's there now, but it was definitely a, an interesting moment for sure. Uh, yeah. Shout out to my peoples that, uh, <laughs> cause you know, when the album dropped, I had people that were dead serious. They were like, yo, we're running this album up. You know what I mean? And they're just like running yeah. it. You know what I mean? And not like, I don't, I, I don't know what the algorithm detected or this, that, and the third. Yeah. Um, I think when it's like super explosive, that kind of trips a red flag. You know what I'm saying? Especially cause, cause like, I'm on paper, still a small artist. Right. And then I think if, how many monthly listeners did you have at the time when you, at the time it was like, at the time it was like 80,000. Like 80,000. I think, I mean, what were those first, the first few numbers, the first week numbers? Like it was, uh, I mean, within two, three weeks, I think we were at like 600,000. I think that's pretty fair. I thought so too. But it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's back up now. Yeah. Appreciate uh Spotify for putting it back up. Yeah, and yeah shout out to everybody that uses other platforms too. They were like, yo, I didn't notice a thing. <laughs> <laughs> like I've been running it up on title. Like, oh word. <laughs> yeah. So how often how often do you get to record at home? Do you do and, and do you go other places to record or is like at home your safe space? At home is my safe space. That's a cool way to say it uh now i used to i used to record at the grill shout out to the grill studios in oakland um uh you know i was recording as a kid um and it just got to the point where it was like yo you know i'm a businessman like how can i save money because you realize you realize like this is a, after the first project i was like dang yo, this add up and i was like yeah I was like how am i supposed to get this back you know what yeah. i mean like it's <laughs> wendy day from the rap coalition says that it takes about 150 grand to bring uh-huh. like a rap artist like uh-huh so it's definitely expensive you gotta cut yeah. somehow yeah so i was like wait I, if i just gotta hit the r button please so <laughs> when i 
<laughs> I got my setup, you know what I mean? And just, we good, we soundproof. That's a small, I mean, it's a, it's a sizable client. It fits somebody like me, you know, I'm under six yeah. feet. So I can make it happen. I don't know if, you know, everybody can make it happen. I can make it happen. And, uh, yeah. you know, to answer your question about how frequently I record, I mean, it depends on the situation, but, you know, a week ago, I recorded five songs. Yeah. Um. Right now, I'm not writing music because I'm writing books. But once I'm done writing books, I'm gonna go back to the music. So yeah, of course. Yeah, it just depends. But like when I'm in the when I'm in like album making zone, I mean, I usually like finish within that week. Okay. Okay. So. Speedy, Speedy Gonzalez. Ain't no time to waste. <laughs> yeah. Well, you said you're putting in ten thousand hours already, so you know, there's not really much to it. No, yeah. we're using a record. We're using Pro Tools. Uh, I use Logic. Logic. Um, very, very easy uh, for me, but I do have Pro Tools. Mm. I also have FL Studio. Uh, Make beats? For, for, yeah, for production. But I'm, nice. I don't call it. You know, like I, I'm not trying to give myself all the titles in the world. Like, I'm not a producer. Yeah. But, like, shout outs to, you know, the capabilities that God has given me to do what I need to do. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> if I have to, if I have to. But, you know, yeah. I got really dope people that I work with, you know, from J-Dot to Asia M, Delhi. You know, they they hold me down. Absinips, you know, so I yeah. don't have to produce. Oh, and Reggie. I just met this dope uh, producer in the UK named Reggie who's mm -hmm. been cooking up some crazy stuff. We're, we're working on something right now. Um Shout out to Reggie. Yeah, shout out to Reggie. We're actually, yeah, two projects right now we're working on. Um, I'm also like preparing a show that I'm planning, you know, headlining and uh, going to be a guest lecturer at UC Berkeley, Lord Willing. A lot going on. I got, yo, you got a lot going on, man. Yeah, You're I'm going to stop talking. Kidding, I'm going to stop talking. Savage, it's man. Much, it's too yes. much, man. Yes. I got to sleep. Yo, does your wife occasionally help you record? Like, does she record for you when you go in the booth? Yo, I, you know, no. The answer is no. But um, <laughs> there, there are times, cause, you know, she got her own job and her own lifestyle, right? Right. But yeah. There, there are some times yo, where like, I'd be like, yo, this is this is too far. Like, she has to hear it right now. You know, I mean, I like pull her in the studio, like make her. But other, but most of the, like most of the time, what happens is I'll just like, you know, I'll just be in the studio, whatever, record, 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 and then I'll just have all the stuff. And then we'll just like play it together. Um, like when I made Love Goals, mm -hmm. um, before we even had Taylor Taylor's uh, course on it, you know, mm -hmm. I had her like in the studio after I just record. Like as I'm like writing it, I'm like, oh, this is crazy, right? So I'm like rapping it to her, you know, oh, she like it. Then I lace it and she's like, oh, that's cool. And then once I got, you know, Taylor Taylor to do her uh, course on it, um, which is phenomenal, shout outs to her. Then, you know, brought Rose in again. And she's like, oh, my God, this is amazing. You're right. So, like, there's moments. It depends on, like, the song and the context and et cetera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, if I brought her in for every single song, she'd be tired of it. So <laughs> Yo, I try to, studio, like. Let me tell you something. If you're not passionate about music, if it's not your thing, studio sessions are the most driest shit in the world. <laughs> It's the most so driest true. shit in the world if it's not your thing. And you like, don't realize it's dry until you see other people that's not in it, like just be in it. You're like, yeah. oh, this is boring, huh? Like, it's, it's, oh, it really do just look like I'm hitting R and then R again. It does. It does. And like, it's okay. For real. <laughs> For real. So, so the show that you have coming up, um, I know you're headlining it. What's the, what's the, the experience like? What do you like to deliver to people? And I know that's the question because yeah. 
I haven't done a show, obviously, ha, since the pandemic started. In fact, I was planning on doing a show the same month, like that same week that everybody was told to like stay inside in California. So Mm. I like shut all that down. Um, So what do I like to do? I mean, I love running through the crowd. I love providing a a narrative with the songs that I actually perform. So I love like bringing the energy, but then I also like bringing people, you know, into the introspective states that I usually go on in music. Mm And then bring people, uh, you know, back up in a in a hopeful, encouraging kind of mindset. So um, that's usually the journey that I that I bring folks through. Um, as far as the songs, I mean, I have three new albums since I dropped, or sorry, since the pandemic started. Three new mm-hmm. projects. So I don't even know what my set looks like no more. Like it really, it really Jeez. is going to be a fun project to you know sit down and be like, I right, an hour set. What will that look like? You know. Jeez, an hour? Yeah, why not? True. What's the venue, <laughs> what's the venue like? Uh, big. I think how many people? I think two fifty or five hundred. One of the two. That's a really large range, but it's not at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can't remember if you said is it going to be just is this just you or are you bringing other people? Uh, it'll be a couple people. Yeah. So I have to think of the set. Um, I gotta think. Uh, you know who who's available, who's around, yeah. who's willing to be around 500 people, <laughs> you know? Right. True. True. You're not getting any grief about like COVID stuff from the venue or, you know, just standard protocol and stuff. Like um, that. so the reason why I can't even like mention the venue yet is because it's still under wraps. Right. Right. Um, right. right. Word. And, um, you know, with all the, I mean, California just, uh, got loose as of June 15th. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we'll see how that, you know, continues to affect our ability to do shows and stuff, but stuff is getting set up and planned. And, mm-hmm. you know, as far as things look right now, it looked like in September, we'll, we would be able to, you know, make something happen. So, um, staying hopeful, we'll see, yeah. you know, might be the case that we drop this podcast and we got to make some shifts, but that's life, yo. And that, you know, it just yeah, go back just to what we were talking about earlier. Exactly. You know, yeah. I move around, move forward. You're going to be selling any merch? course hey high grade society yes hey is that what it is yeah 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 nah mando how'd you come up with that mike huh how'd you come up with that high grade society uh man uh well my nickname is high grade okay and i like it you know it's the the folks that uh you know support not just support but also are in line with the mission um you know, and are the real reason at the end of the day that this plane is even flying. So, you know, we, 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 we rep, we rep hard. So <laughs> it's the high grade society. That's what it's about. Yeah. It must be such an interesting twist to be in corporate. And then like, you know, you're working with other folks that, you know, probably know for a fact that if they knew what you did outside of this, it would like, I'd be like, what you know like i'm so confused like is he a rapper or is he an office connoisseur like you know what i mean like it's almost like taboo to be both like what would you say to people who look at it like taboo almost i mean i've had people at my office be at my shows so that's that's fine that's fine is 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 yeah now i've had like and i'm talking like everyone from like you know the the receptionist to the director of marketing, you know, like just, yeah, 
You know what I mean? So it's definitely a blessing. So, you know, for me, when I was when I was in consulting, I definitely treated it more like a, a Peter Parker, Spider-Man kind of situation. Like, okay, I mean, yeah, I can see it. Right, just because of the, the, the format and the way that you do your job, it's very like client first and, you know, long hours to like please the client. So it, it was really like, though I was still doing the music, it wasn't really like the right setting to be like, yo, I'm a rapper, you know, <laughs> but like, yeah, right. I don't right. know, there, there's certain, yeah, but the, um, you know, shout outs to, you know, uh, the tech environment, I feel like you, you have a bit more of a sense of like, oh, you can be yourself on campus, you know, or it's like, all right, well, like being myself means wearing high grade society sweatshirts in the wintertime, you know what I mean? Like, it just kind of like be, you know, myself. And that also came with, you know, after this meeting, I'm going to go up to Oakland and get this show set up. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, yeah. it was, but so, you know, my, my advice for folks honestly is like, well, one, definitely engage, like gauge your, your work environment, um, you know, and, and do what's right for you to assuming that you want to maintain your job, do what's right for you in order to mm -hmm. maintain that and navigate, you know, in a way that won't jeopardize your job. Um, but then two, don't use your job as an excuse to not pursue what you're actually passionate about doing. Mm -hmm. If you really want to do it, you'll find the time to do it, whether you're working a 40 hour week or a 90 hour week, like it, it, it will, you know, you have to acknowledge that because you're not doing this full time only, um, it's going to come with some trade-offs. I can't just, like we joked about earlier, I can't just spend an entire day in the studio thinking about what I'm going to rap about, you know what I mean? Which mm -hmm. is fine. That's a trade-off with the lifestyle that I have. But what it does mean is that I bet, well, if I have an hour and a half, I'm going to make that the dopest writing session that I've had in some time because that's the time right. that I have. You know what I mean? Right. You got to be real diligent with it. And there are some times where it's like, yo, I, I got an hour and a half. Am I going to write some music or am I going to like play NBA 2K and just get to the next level because I want to go beat the Grizzlies? Or You know what I mean? It's just like, what? like you make those trade-offs however you feel the need to make your trade-offs, but just understand that like yeah. you have limitations on what you can and can't do just by, but don't let that be an excuse for, oh, I got a job. So there's no way that I can do a show. No, you could do a show. You know, you could, you could get it together. You could figure out how to mm -hmm. get it booked and you know, you got a job so you could save up to um, you know, buy out the venue and then, you know, get your flyers and get your fans to come through. Da, da, da. You can do it. Do you want to do it? And then that's really what it comes down to. So that's yeah. really my encouragement is like, if you really want to do it, you, know, you it can happen. Don't beat yourself up as far as like the timing. It goes back to what we was talking about before about the steps. It's like, all right, if you at level one and you got all these different obstacles in your way, it might take you some time to get to level two, but be thankful on your journey because once you get to level two, you're going to be more prepared to get to level three. And honestly, the way right. that I think about it is like, if I have all of these, I think about it like uh, training with weights on, you know what I mean? It's like, I bet it might've taken me some time to get to level two, but I got to level two with all these weights on me though. So like mm -hmm. if I took the weights off, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. just imagine, right? And so that's like the way that I think about it, where it's like, I'm actually more conditioned to do this journey and get to the next level, to the next level, because I'm doing it with all of these different things that I'm juggling simultaneously. As the priorities get more intense, as the opportunities get to be, there's no way that I could juggle interviews and this, that, and the third on top of everything that I'm doing if it wasn't for 
the conditioning that I had of like, okay, well, I got to juggle these meetings and I got to do this song and I got to, you, you, you feel me, Karina? It's like, yeah. all of this is preparing yeah. me. So now when that stuff comes, oh, this is lightweight. It's lightweight now. Mm-hmm. So use it as a blessing. Don't use it as a limitation. Mm. Gems. <laughs> Big gems. Oh. <laughs> I want to I want to double back on this book, man, because I think I think it's pretty interesting. How many chapters are in the book? Which one? The oh yeah, I forgot. You got you got a couple. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I mean to do that. Get, I mean to do it like that. I, nah, I you're good. You're good. The how to get verified with under five thousand followers. Oh, that one. Yeah, I'll be like five chapters. Five. Yeah. Uh, so in and out style. Yeah, but the they're they're gonna be dense. Okay. Okay. At least the 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 how to. That that part's gonna be dense. Yeah. Would you say that was a that was a complicated process for you? Or maybe not complicated. Maybe complicated is not the right word, but uh, no. I don't know what word you're trying to use. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nah, it was a I the beauty the beautiful thing about speaking from experience is that it's easier than when you're not. So sure. I felt like I don't want to write. I don't want to rap about stuff that I ain't live. I don't want to write about stuff that I ain't live. I don't want to talk about nothing I ain't never did. You know what sure. I mean? So like, I was like, I right, let me let me tell y'all how I did it. <laughs> you know what I mean? These were the, these were the criteria. These were the the steps that I took. This is what I had in consideration. These were the tools that I used. This is what I mm-hmm. analyzed. This is how I you know what I mean uh, justify doing X over Y. This is why you shouldn't do A versus B. You know what I mean? Like. That 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 to me would nah. It took a few days to to put it together. So you know, for me, like when you know you're you're in school, uh, they give you a paper. Uh, you could just take the topic and just write the paper. Mm-hmm. I find that to be a bit more complex. I used to do that back in the day when I was procrastinating and I only had like five hours to get this paper out. So I just tell you know, me about it. Freestyle the paper, and I'm freestyling. But right, but like. I learned over time that it's better to write an outline of the paper, find your resources, or sorry, you, you know, research and, and find your um your your excerpts and your this and your that and the third, and then you have literally everything that you want to write about, and then you just write it. So I spent like three days putting together the outline of it, mm-hmm. and then you know wrapped up the week, fleshing it out. So it it, it was you know I, I spent maybe like an hour and a half every morning, um, just putting it all together. Yeah. Um, you know, no Wi-Fi, phones on airplane mode. Lock in. Just get it out, get it out. Cause I don't got that kind of time. You know what I mean? Like once with the, and like the, the, the alarm would go off. Like once that time is done, that time is done. Cause I gotta go to, you know, work or I gotta go exercise. Or I got it right. So like, that's the only time I got. So I can't, be on Instagram and say I'm I'm writing a book. You know what I mean? So like I got it. Yeah. Distractions gone. You know what I mean? So that's how I got it done. Yeah, that's not nah, that's dope. You doing hard copies, digital, of course. It's gonna be digital. It's gonna be a um, all digital. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought about doing paperback, and then I was like, maybe we'll see. We'll see how the demand look. Yeah, I think it's gonna my be first really time good. dropping a book. Somebody hit me up the other day asking if I had hard copies of Out of Office, and I was like, yo, the irony, because I, in 2016, I had hard copies of my first project, and I realized, like, oh, wow, this is not 2005. Like, people don't really want these. <laughs> like, oh, that's dope that you have those. I'm still going to go to Apple Music to listen. So it's interesting to be, oh, do you have hard copies? I'm like, man, I don't know if I want to, but I might. I might. I might do vinyls. 
Yeah. And I might do hard copies of the book. We'll see. I'll keep you posted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I don't know. I mean, I'm not like I would still buy the digital version because I just yeah. I, I, listen after undergrad. I just can't focus on a book for too long anymore. <laughs> yeah. So I so, yeah, I use Audible and I listen to everything. But yeah. it's just something about when something has a certain level of significance, especially if it's like a specific title that actually really helped me. Like, you mm. know, one of my favorite books is The 4-Hour Workweek by Timothy Ferris. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. I had that, like, yeah, I, I listened to the book, but I also went and purchased a physical copy as well because the book really helped me out a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just yeah. something about having that tangible copy that like, I don't know, just does something for my brain. But ah, you're convincing me. <laughs> I'm gonna keep. I might. I might have exclusive. I might have like limited yeah. time. You know what I mean? Like, if you really want, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So we'll, like, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, I think that's probably a great route to go, man. Because it's <laughs> gonna be people like me. Like, if you announce that you have ten, one's already sold. Promise you. <laughs> there so it is. There it is. Y'all, if I have uh, hard copies of this book, it's because of this conversation right here. <laughs> <laughs> Timestamp that. Word <laughs> up. So look, I got a, I got a question for you. It's the last yes, question, and then, and then we out, man. All right, for this, sure. this is going to be a good one. All right. If you could have dinner with any three people, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Any three people? Mm-hmm. Dead, dead or alive. Dead or alive. Um, have a conversation with Jesus. Word up. Uh, I have conversations with him every day, but in person, I think that'd be dope. Yeah. I want to just watch him do certain things, you know what I mean? In the body, you know what I mean? Versus the Holy Spirit, that'd be dope. Um, Nipsey Hussle. Word. Um, we were born on the same day. For he real? was older than, yeah, he was older than me, but we were born on the same day. And I, uh, I had I wanted to meet him just because of his um the mindset that he had, the resilience and the way that he was so entrepreneurial and independent with his craft and how he was able to, you know, start building up like a, a an a, an Apple kind of store with with uh the marathon um and just seeing everything that he was doing. It was like, wow, I, I wanna just, you know, be around that kind of energy and just glean from that spirit, you know, especially because he was in a uh, uh, like a spirit of restoration, you know, it was like the things that he was touching, he was restoring and and, and br- bringing new life into it. You know what I mean? So yeah, definitely yeah. would have been dope to be around that. Yeah. Um, and then the last person would be uh, my aunt, uh, Auntie Tots, rest in peace. Um, uh, she had passed away. Her passing away is what sparked me to create Airplane Mode, which was the album that hit. Mm-hmm. um the itunes chart and billboard's chart and um she's also the reason why i even love hip-hop and so it's so cool like all this you know stuff that's happening on like the music side of things or whatever <laughs> um just being able to share that with her in the flesh would be would dope be, right would be real dope man yeah no i understand <laughs> Yeah, that one hit home. I felt that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I felt that, bro. But yeah, man, I don't I don't want to take up too much of your time. Like you've already given me 
a heck of a whole lot. You have no idea, man. And I, I really, really, yeah, I appreciate you, man. And I want to wish you all the success. I mean, this is not going to be our last time talking. I can promise. Not at all. <laughs> I'm after you for my hard copy. I want you to understand. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to let that go. <laughs> gotcha. But yeah, so it's not going to be our last time talking. But, you know, I just want to wish you all the success um, on all your endeavors. Uh, you are definitely an upstanding individual man and i really 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 think that it's what you're doing is admirable and and the way that you the way that you do it so effortlessly too you know the way that you make it i mean i say it seems so so easy because i'm pretty sure there's a lot of trials and tribulations that you go through that i probably have no idea about but either way you still deliver and you execute and that right there is extremely commendable so i really appreciate your time man and um I appreciate yours as well. For sure, man. This is For awesome. sure. Let, awesome let everybody comments. know where they can find you, man. Uh, yeah, uh, callmeace.com. Uh, my social handles are legit on IG, Twitter, all that fun stuff, uh, TikTok. And um, yeah, you could, I'm a real human being, so you can reach out to me. I like, like yo. That. <laughs> I'll talk I back. Like that. Uh, <laughs> don't 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 hit me on some spam stuff though. I, or some weird stuff. Like, yeah, I, I don't be those. creepy. Yeah, just, if you if you come on, real recognize real. Just be real with me, yo. And yeah, that's how we got here. That's facts. <laughs> that's how we got here.